you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, you have made a way. You made a way for us to live in your presence daily because of your son Jesus who died for our sins and opened up a relationship between us and you where we're now your children, your beloved. You've made a way. And you've made a way each and every day for us to hear from you. We live in your presence. We get to hear from your counsel, from your guidance, from your teaching. We get to hear specific direction in our lives. And we ask today that your Holy Spirit would give us specific direction that would result in your kingdom, peace and joy and self-control. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, go Chargers. Go Chargers. Turn to your neighbor and say, go Rams. Come on, you got to support California. Turn to your neighbor and say, retire Tom Brady. (laughs) Oh boy, Cowboy fans, hang in there. We got friends. This is a Cowboy friendly church. We're so excited to have you here today. This today, you, there's, it's not just a coincidence that you're here today because we are going to be introducing something to you that our leadership at Adventure, when I say our leadership, I mean our elders and our staff have been piloting for over a year, really a year and a half. And I'm so excited about it. And I want to introduce it kind of in this way. I can tell you that by God's grace, 2018 was the best year I've ever had. Maybe with the exception of the year I got married. Oh, definitely, definitely that year. Um, yeah, de- oh gosh, why, why would I even compare the two? But last year was the best year I've ever had. And let me tell you why, because I, I want you to learn from my own weakness. Last year was the best year I ever had because of the friends that cultivated faith in me. Best year I had because of the friends in a variety of groups, in about five different groups, five different sets of friends that God used to cultivate faith in me that really changed my whole year. I mean, it was, it was an incredible year. And this morning, I'm going to challenge you to the same. I really think you're just better, no question, when you surround yourself with better people or people that are growing in their faith. You're just going to grow. And I want to give you that experience today. We are in our Fixer Upper series. This is based on a home improvement uh, show. And uh, this is what we know this year. These are the top five resolutions, or as DJ West would say, Christians make commitments that uh, Americans are wishing for in 2019. These won't surprise you. Here they are. Diet or eat healthier. Uh, What's that? Exercise more. Lose weight, save more, and spend less. And Shall I repeat that one? And then learn a new skill or hobby. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. So this is where Americans are headed this year. And this is where, in our Fixer Upper series, where we've been focused, because what we know is that Jesus' Spirit, the Holy Spirit, wants to fix us up according to His character. And here are the characteristics we've been looking at. Why don't you read with me when I get to the red? But the fruit of the Spirit, or Jesus' Spirit, is love and joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's where we've been headed. But this morning, we're not going to talk about those 
fruits in particular. We're not going to lay out another fruit. We're not going to talk about uh, a patience this morning or peace. This morning, we're going to give you a tool that we think will help move you forward more than anything in your spiritual journey or consideration even. Even your disbelief. Because we believe you can belong here. You can belong here before you believe. We're going to give you a tool today. And what we believe about faith in general is that the faith we cultivate determines the fruit we generate. So if you want to experience getting better, enjoying life more, you've got to bring to the table some faith, like Brian commented this morning about worship. You've got to bring something to the table, a willingness to engage, participate, have a conversation. It, there's a role we have. We have a, a responsibility. So here's the question I want to ask you today, and I want to help you answer that I think is just as important as they get when it comes to, um, not self-improvement, when it comes to becoming whom you were designed to become. This is the question. Are you a part of a team that will help you cultivate your faith this year? Are you a part of a team? Are you part of a group? Are you in a situation where where you're allowing others, God to use others, to cultivate faith in you? That's the question today. And this New York Times bestseller makes the point that the key to uh, transformation, the key to having a life change that is measurable, that is experiential, is being on a team or being in a group. Not just any group, but a group that believes. A group that believes. Here's what the authors of The Power of Habits say about habits, and especially uh, groups. The evidence is clear. If you want to change a habit, you must find an alternate routine. Okay, that's kind of the, that's, and your odds of success go up dramatically when you commit to changing as part of a group, as you're part of a group. AA is a good example. Belief is essential, that is faith. And it grows out of a communal experience, even if that community is only as large as two people. You're better together you got to get in a group. That is what's going to move the ball the most. And here's why. Sociologists have agreed for years that we are the average of our five closest friends. As it relates to your financial management, as it relates to your physical fitness, as it relates to your landscape management, as it relates to how clean you keep your closet, as it relates to whether or not you wash your car, as it relates to your work performance, whether or not you show up early or just straggling barely on time or you're late. You, say it with me, you are the average of your five closest friends. Does that depress you? Do you need to change friends today? If you're seated with your friend, please don't look that direction right now. But you are, and and Jesus said it through Paul in a different way. He said that bad company corrupts good morals. Well, in the same way, um, 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 yeah, you can figure it out. So <laughs> the corollary of it. So you're going to be very influenced by people that bring the best out of you. That's where I want to see you go this year. Here's how you do it. Number one, you got to team up. You got to team up. And even from the Hebrew Bible in Ecclesiastes, Solomon, the wisest man in the world, wrote, read it with me, two are better than one because they have a 
good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. Now, whose responsibility is it to ensure that we're not alone? To ensure that we, we don't have, we're not in a position where we don't have anyone. It's ours. We exercise, we cultivate our own willingness to put ourselves in a situation where we can be inspired, where we can be encouraged, where we can be surrounded, where we can be teamed up. That's a, that's a personal decision. Let me just tell you, this year, just on a very simple level, anytime you get an invitation to be a part of a group, or you get an invitation to go to a conference, or you get an invitation to be a part of a cohort of any sort, or, to, or part of a small group, or some, something that is, you're invited to, I want to encourage you to pray about it. And ask a close friend. Ask your spouse. Ask your, your BFF. Here's why. The Holy Spirit may be trying to develop you and invite you into something that could really make a difference in every arena of your life. Does that make sense? A lot of times you'll get invites and you're like, eh, no, no. How many of you are like, quickly, no. You say no to everything. Anybody? Okay. So I can be the same way. And I, I say, you know what, Melissa, we've got to pray about this because maybe... There's something I need to grow from here. So be open to that. Even from, and and this is obvious, that two are better than one from a financial standpoint, when the Lord leads. Two are better than one from a um, safety standpoint, when someone falls, there's someone to help. Remember the buddy system on the beach when you go out bodyboarding or surfing? Go with your buddy. That was a rule for us. Watch out for the riptides. Be with a buddy. Where's your buddy? Way Anyway, um, but we've got to be, so there's a safety component here, and of course there's a synergy component of any team. You know this old illustration. The illustration is that one, one horse, one, one stock horse can by itself pull 8,000 pounds. By itself can pull 8,000 pounds, right? Okay. If you harness two together, those two together, anybody want to guess how much they can pull? Guess? 16, 20? It's higher. 24,000 pounds. You put two together, they pull 24,000 pounds, right? It's like two people doing dishes in the morning, right? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you do better. Now, here's the fascinating fact. Do any of you know how many, two, if two pull together, and they, they pull together for a while, They've, they've trained together. Do you know how much they can potentially pull? 30? It's higher. It's 32,000 pounds. I did the math on that. It's kind of like the, uh, the rule of 40%. When you think you've gone all you can go, according to this Navy SEAL Gogans, I think it's his pronunciation last name, you got another 40% in you. Anyways, 40%. Check that out. Single team? 8,000. Untrained team, 24,000. When they train and work together for a long time, they can pull 32,000. 32,000. That's a lot. This, and I, I think this really bespeaks of any team, a team at work, a volunteer team, and I want to give an attaboy to our shepherd's ministry team. Got to have lunch with them last week. Wow. There is some synergy on that shepherd's ministry team to keep us safe on every level that was very palpable when I was with them last week. 
But when the team gets together and they train together, wow, a lot is possible, not just in your community volunteer work, but also at your job. Oh my gosh, as you become a better team member, you can give a whole lot at work. And who is, who's it on for you to become a better team member? It's us. It's you. We're the ones that make that choice. We're the ones that make that choice to be great team members. And if you want a great read on how to become a great team member, it's Patrick Lencioni's The Ideal Team. Patrick Lencioni's The Ideal Team, where he identifies three measures of a great team member. Here's what they are. Humility. Smart. That means not IQ, it's EQ. Relational intelligence. How well you perceive what you say is received by others. And the other is hungry. You're a hard worker. But not just in your own silo. You're a hard worker for other teams. You're willing to step out of your own scope and help others. That's a great team member. It's a great book. I highly recommend do an audio, audio book. It's a lot of fun. Team up. How do you team up? Well, we're going to give you a chance to today. We're going to give you a chance to actually practice this step of harnessing up in this way. Get in a group. Get in a group. I am more passionate about groups than right now than anything this year. I want to see you get in a group and experience what happens when two or more are gathered. And here's what happens. Jesus shows up. Jesus said, whenever two or more are gathered in my name, I am there. When you get in a group, you have a chance to hear from him in a way that is awesome, that'll, that'll, that'll love you and inspire you. It's an absolute joy. Now, what you may not be aware of is what was, the, what was number four in the top five resolutions Americans are wishing for in this calendar year? Want to read it with me? Save more and spend less. How many of you are like, in? I'm in on that. How many of you are like, no, I want to spend more and save less, actually? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes me. <laughs> well, here's the deal. One group we want to just make you aware of that we're offering this year, it's the best experience for, for practicing good financial management practices. It's called Financial Peace University. We're offering this um, this month starts, and you're going to have an opportunity to say, you know what, we need, we need to take this step. I mean, really, here's the why. Imagine as it relates to your finances, the conversations in your home always being conversations with peace and joy. Think real hard. It's kind of hard to, to imagine that. But imagine when you talk about finances in your home, it's always peace and joy. You're excited about your finances. How come? You've learned to really see God as your provider. Imagine having peace and joy. It's so quiet in here. I hope that's because I'm putting you to sleep and you don't even have the ability to imagine those kind of conversations. Imagine... Your conversation with, if, if, if you're married, with your spouse when it comes to finances, that it's romantic. Hey, baby, what are you doing tonight? It's Friday. How about we go look at Quicken together? <laughs> right? Now, I'm being a little, a, little, a little sarcastic here. But just imagine you having a much better experience as it relates to finances. Imagine being debt-free. Imagine being able to save and think about, you know what? Prayerfully, next year, we want to do this. Imagine being able to be um, 
to, to, to not only be debt-free, imagine to being able to live like no one else and give like no one else. It's possible. This guy will help you get there. That's one group experience I want you to prayerfully consider this year. Okay? And this is what your experience will be like as you move into debt-free living. You'll be pulling little kids around. It's light living. It's fun. It's fun. It's a joy. Are you part of a team that will help you cultivate your faith this year? That's the question. Are you part of a team that will help you cultivate your faith this year? Second point is this. Go deep. Go deep. All my career, I've heard people say this to me. I'm not kidding. I've been a pastor for 26 years. All my career, since I was 26 years old, bro. You know what people have been telling me? I want to go. Say it. Deep. Deep. Take me. Deep. Deep. I want to go. Deep. That's, they tell me that all the time. Guess what? How you doing? We get to do it today. I'm going to give you an opportunity to go deep spiritually today. To make, to take the next step to go deep spiritually. Let's look at the early church, the first century church, 30 years after the resurrection of Jesus. Actually, no, sooner than that, 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. Let's read this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Now, those are the, the, the 12 minus Judas, so the 11 And then add Matthias who was added. So they became, the disciples became apostles. They they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. It's all in the plural. They're all together. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs that were performed by the apostles. They were together. They were experiencing momentum. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. Just an incredible. They broke break. They broke bread in their homes. That's my fault. And ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. They're together. They're experiencing incredible fellowship. I mean, this is like, this is like a, a, an incredible um, lab that the early church was experiencing. A lab of connection. A lab of experiencing Jesus using every person to build up and encourage one another. I like what the pastor in uh, Menlo Park Presbyterian Church says, John Ortberg, incredible writer. He says this, God uses people to form people. That's why what happens between you and another person is never merely human-to-human interaction. The Spirit longs to be powerful at work in every encounter. John Ortberg. This is what was happening in the early church. The Holy Spirit was using every individual to encourage, build up, strengthen everyone. I mean, it was an incredible, incredible experience. And I want to ask you, wouldn't you like to have something like that? Wouldn't you like to have an experience in prayer in a whole new way? How many of you would say, yeah, I would, I'd be willing to take a step if I could experience prayer in a whole new way? whole new way, a fun way. You can. How about this? How would you like to learn to serve alongside others? 
on a team, serving in Sacramento somewhere. Anyone? Totally. That's what we want to give you. How about this? How would you like to know your story, the story God's writing in your life, and know how to share it in a way in less than a minute? How, would, how about that? Fewer hands. <laughs> yeah. Know your story. Know what God's doing in your life. How about this? How would you like to be able to help in identifying, how would you like help in identifying and dealing with a spiritual stronghold in your life? You know what this is? This is a lie you believed for perhaps decades. And let the Spirit of Jesus help identify it and free you from it. And then lastly, how would you like a deeper understanding of communion, of baptism, and of belief? We want to offer you that opportunity in Rooted. Rooted means radical. This is an experience that comes, it doesn't come from the United States. This is an experience that has its origin in Africa. That is designed to take tribal Africans from total disbelief and total idol worship into being completely devoted followers of Jesus. So it's not a Western experience. This is an African experience. It's very much a multicultural experience. It doesn't have any, uh, any dogmatic um, views. It doesn't have any um, um, soapbox opinions. This experience is designed to help transform your heart into becoming a completely devoted follower like a first century Christian. This experience has the ability to transfer your heart from the 21st century into the first century and become a completely devoted follower. Hear from some friends. So Rooted is a 10-week series that you do with a group of people, and I initially went into it just wanting to build more connections with the people in my community, but I got so much more out of it, and I grew in my Christian faith. I am a typically a shy person, so opening up what was very hard for me in the very beginning, but towards the end, I was able to open up and share my Christian story with others. So I've been a Christian for 25 years. I grew up in the church, and I always uh, was taught to pray before you eat, mm-hmm. pray before you go to sleep, countless amounts of Bible studies, quiet time, and it's foundational to being a Christian. And that's what's cool, because if you're new, you kind of get to know all that stuff. But even for people who have been in the church for a while, it gives them that opportunity to circle up with fellow believers and to love one another. It just pushed me out of my comfort zone. We went to go serve the homeless one day, and we just walked around and prayed for people. So I really like that because I am also like a really shy person. And being uncomfortable and only having God to rely on and be like, okay, like pour yourself into me and just help me speak to these people. Like that really helped me. I started rooted pretty much around the same time I was developing my initial relationship with Jesus. And um, being around other Christians was the way, the primary way in which God grew me. It has impacted me in wanting to take the next step in my Christian faith by um, getting baptized. As a Christian who's, you know, been in the church, grew up in the church, why would you pass up on that type of opportunity to grow your faith? Mm-hmm. 
you've now been exposed to the next huge milestone for adventure that we would all experience rooted, that our hearts would change in this experience. Doesn't hap- it'll happen throughout the week. We may even have one eventually on a Sunday morning. Can I pray for your consideration of rooted? And, and can I ask you to ask Jesus, Jesus, do you want me to have this rooted experience? Just a yes or no. Can I lead you in a prayer like that? Would you be willing to pray it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we realize that when we talk about strongholds, when we talk about growing in prayer, when we talk about discovering our own purpose, that's, that gets into some challenging terrain. And we thank you for this church and these people out of Nairobi, Kenya, that put something together years ago that could potentially serve as something that transformed our hearts and lives. And we just ask you as a church, God, to please protect everyone here that's considering this. God, we pray firstly that you'd give us wisdom, that you'd speak to us right now as we simply ask, God, do you want me to experience rooted? Just quietly ask him that right from where you're seated. God, do you want me to experience rooted? God, do you want me to experience rooted with a, with a dear friend? God, do you want me to experience rooted with my wife? God, do you want me to experience rooted this month? Please speak to me and show me with peace and joy and a sense of your character that you're leading me this way. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is what we're facing. Now the top five fears of experiencing rooted or experience a group. Here's they are. Uh, this is why we don't want to take the next step to be in a group. One of them is fatigue. It's relational fatigue. You're kind of like Ben Affleck and the accountant. You have no more relational uh, stamina. You're like, I don't want to be around people. Let me just encourage you. This is a, a muscle to continue to exercise throughout your life. If you're an introvert type like I am, that might surprise you. Uh, kind of in the middle. But this is a, a muscle to, to exercise and you'll be surprised that when you're in a rooted group, people are going to give to you. You're going to be energized. Secondly, figuring out the kids. I've been in groups, and I've been amazed at how successful we've been at providing space for children on site or at a next-door house that's been amazing. It's given my wife and I like a date night, uh, which is awesome. We try to make the group go really long on those nights. The other thing is finding time. One of the things I really like about our groups is they start on a particular week and they end. These are not 2019 through 2025 groups. Okay? Sometimes also the fear of rejection. Like, I'm going to be in a group. I'm not a people person. Let me tell you. People are going to be drawn to your weakness more than they're going to be drawn to your, you know, uh, professional prowessness. Okay? Weakness is more attractive than, you know, how great you are. So... If you're feeling weak, you're like the rest of us. And then lastly, football. Now, this is a legitimate concern when it comes to being in a group. So, um, guess what? Football's almost over. So, and, and we've got groups starting uh, at different times this year. So, I think we'll be able to take care of you. Okay? All right. So, uh, the question today is this. Are you a part of a team that will help you cultivate your faith this year? And being in a group is critical for your growth. 
What we want to challenge you to do is team up. You're just better together. You're going to produce more when you're in a group. And secondly, we want to challenge you to go deep. It's something I think you've desired your whole life to go deep. We're going to give you an opportunity to enroot it. These are the journals you're going to get when you sign up. How are you going to do that? You're going to get in a group. That's what's going to help you the most. Let's pray, and then we'll move forward. Heavenly Father, we just ask that your Spirit would provide all of us real clarity this year to know which friends we need to surround ourselves by that will help cultivate our faith. Because we know that we're the average of our five closest friends. In Jesus' name, amen.